Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I'm so glad to have you all here today. We're going to have a fantastic show. We'll be talking about the Emoto Peace Project and fundraising for the Hope, beautiful Hopi and Navajo Indians in Arizona. Did you know that on the Hopi Reservation, the water is so badly polluted with radioactive uh, with radioactivity that men only live to about 44 years and women live to maybe 53 or 54 years. Compared to that, the average longevity in the United States is a good 50% higher. So it's um, it's it's a good project. I've been working on this now for the last four years, and uh, we'll, I'll be bringing on a group discussion I had with my good friends, uh, Mitch Kohayashi, the Modal Peace Project, Martha, Martha Trowdress of the uh, Sedona Spotlight, Liam McLaughlin of the Washington Clean Water Foundation. Um, and 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 Ernest Tahoe of the of the Hopi Hopi tribe, and and many others. So we'll be bringing that. To, I'll be showing that here in just a moment. But um, uh, also at the end of the show, um, after this segment, we'll be talking about um, what's happening with uh, GoFundMe. Hold on, just a minute. Hmm. <laughs> Forgive me. That's uh, some water I'm making for coffee. Um, anyway, my program is a is a nonprofit listener supported show, and um, and I really appreciate your your all your love and support. If you'd like to contribute to keep keep uh, keep us on the air, please go to my BBS website, or you can go to my other website, my main website at outofthisworld1150.com. Uh, the first thing I'd like to show you all is a um, is a picture from the Hopi Reservation called Prophecy Rock. And if we can zero in a little bit, there's two lines. I, that was taken a, a couple of years ago when I was there. There's two, there's two lines in the middle of the middle of the rock. Thanks so much, Don. Appreciate that. The, the line on the bottom, you can see it there. It's a straight line that goes all the way along that goes around the, around the rock. And the elders in the Hopi reservation say that if we, if we live in peace and harmony with, with Mother Earth, that our civilization will continue for a long, long time to come. The second line above that straight line, it's about toward the end. You can see it there going across. It zigzags and then, and then stops. And that's what happens if we continue to abuse Mother Earth and exploit her and, and pollute her. This civilization will end. And what's interesting, if you look at, there's five almost square boxes along both of those lines. And the, the, the line where um, the, 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 upper zig, the upper zigzag line zigzags up and then stops, that's in box number five, um, or just before box number five. And that, that signifies, according to the Hopi, the five different dimensions. And if we were headed right now into the fifth dimension, we're supposed to be going into the fifth dimension. We will be going by late 2024 or 2025. And what I interpreted from the Hopi, uh, from the Hopi elders about this rock is that if we have a choice, we can either continue civilization, living in peace and harmony and getting along with each other uh, and having freedom, by the way, freedom is a big part of that. Um, and we can have a straight line going around the planet or we can continue the old ways of doing things and we'll go up slightly zigzag and then we will stop right at that fifth, uh, that fifth box. So there's a lot of, of really interesting uh, meanings associated with this. And I think it applies today, certainly. Um, uh, this is why um, the, the Hopi, I think, are repositories of knowledge regarding our ancient history. And they have so much wisdom. They're beautiful people, as well as the Navajo as well in northeastern Arizona. So that's why I've been working hard for the past uh, four years now in um, getting good, good water, good clean water for them. I've worked, teamed up with several people 
and getting clean water filters down to the Hopi. And we're actually having a fundraiser on um, March 22nd, which is World Water Day, uh, with Martha Chowderis and many others of the Sedona Spotlight, Michiko Hayashi, the beautiful Emoto Peace Project, Leon McLaughlin of the Washington Clean Water Foundation, Urs Tao, and other Hopi elders. So it's, um, but the, 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 we'll go over all the details of that in a moment, but your fun, your, your uh, contributions to that would really be appreciated because they don't, they don't have very good uh, water right now. <coughs> and many people get sick from the, uh, from the bad water supplies. So, um, and, um, but at any rate, I, I really like the Hopi and um, the, Dr. Omoto uh, did visit the Hopi Indians years ago, um, and I think believe uh, several people, uh, Vernon Maspayasva and his wife, Becky, Rebecca, also visited the Omoto office in Tokyo. I think it was in 2010. So there was a strong connection between the two, and Native Americans in general are very, very aware of water issues and how they affect people and life. As Dr. Omoto used to say, water is, um, God is water and, and water is God. In other words, Water's everywhere. We, our bodies are 70% water. And this planet is also about 70% water. So we have that unique tie-in um, between the two, um, between ourselves and, and Mother Earth. And this is, um, the next is a song. It's, it's the water song I play, but it's got a beautiful video with it, with different water crystals. And um, that, I think, would be a nice way to start off today's segment of the show. And, and Don, if you don't mind, if you could play that, it's about five minutes long. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Mr. Hana. 
Thanks so much, Don, for playing that. It's um, those are those are all crystals done by Dr. Moto and his wonderful staff uh, before he passed away in October 2014. And what he found is that when you write the words "love" and "gratitude" on a um, bottle of water, you get these beautiful water crystals. And what he what he did, he did some experiments. He took a, a um, glass of radioactive water from a nuclear reactor in Tokyo. I think it was either sometime in the 90s and he took a picture of this crystal and wrote the words love and gratitude on the um on the bottle and guess what happened after 24 hours all of the radiation was gone or 40 sorry 48 hours all the radiation was gone which just amazing here's proof too this is a picture it's in my book messages from the masters that's what Radioactive water looks like on the electron microscope level. It looks like the amoebas there, very hazardous, carcinogenic. But after saying 40, after putting the, that, that decal and writing the words love and gratitude 
on the bottle. Guess what? These beautiful water crystals appeared like this one here in a diamond-shaped format, and uh, all the radiation was gone. Now, how hard would it be to do that Fukushima? Not very hard, would it? How hard would it be to do it at Hanford in eastern Washington, where they still have radioactive waste left over from World War II? Not very difficult. Um, you could put copies of this picture on the nuclear on the reactors there and also on the nuclear waste dumps and write the words love and gratitude. And, in, and according to Dr. Emoto's research, all the radiation should be gone within 48 hours. Simple as that. Not too hard, but he always, he also, the, the message I'm getting too from our great spirit friends is that we are all powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and happier place. And one of the things, of course, with the um, Canadian truckers strike, uh, GoFundMe, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, decided they've raised something like $10 million, a little over $10 million. Well, GoFundMe's decided to keep almost all of it for themselves. Isn't that nice? Or, or by the way, uh, they, they get to keep it, and then they get to direct where it's going to go. So they can give it to groups like Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Uh, the Antifa or Black Lives Matter was sponsored. The, the, the group that took over the Chaz District of Seattle two years ago, they did sponsor um, a GoFundMe site for that, uh, bringing in tons of money for um, Black Lives Matter so they could, they could take over that section of Seattle. I was um, in the Seattle area at the time, and my show was based out of uh, – during that summer, when I was moving over here to BBS, I was also on KKNW in Bellevue, Washington. So I had a firsthand chance to see what was going on. And in that Chaz area that that GoFundMe helped fund through their GoFundMe, they sponsored that. There were uh, about 8,000 people. And of those 8,000 people, according to friends in the Seattle Police Department, there were over 4,000 reports of murders, robberies, rapes, every single felony you could think of, as well as thousands of misdemeanors or over 4,000 crimes committed in that little area during that summer. And um, I don't know whether GoFundMe was aware of it, that they were directly and indirectly funding criminal activities in that area, as well as domestic terrorism. So for them to get up and say now that the truckers in Canada are, 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 like, are engaging in criminal activities, it's total hogwash. It's a, go- it's a lie, total lie. And what, uh, GoFundMe doing is is uh, replacing their judgment for the the, um, the the Canadian truckers and everybody who supports uh, freedom. They are part of an old system which should be taken out. We'll go into that in a few minutes, but I want to stick to the Hopi now for a minute. Um, the other thing, a very powerful thing that Dr. Emoto talked about was was using the Ho'oponopono uh, as a water as a prayer for cleaning up water. And I'd like to show if we could. Show that picture. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. It's a very simple little prayer. And you can say that to help clean up Fukushima, um, which is still has radiation there, even though the mass media won't report on it. It does. Does It's still there. So I want everyone to say this prayer now, not only for Fukushima, but also so the Hopi and Navajo can have clean water. And please say after me, water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. And water, we thank you. We'll do it twice more. Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. Water, we thank you. And we'll say it one more time. Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we love you. And water, we thank you. This is um, this prayer is called the Ho'onopono. Hope I'm pronouncing it correctly from, from Hawaii. Where the elder, Hawaiian elders found that if you say this, you can heal almost anything um, or any situation. Uh, what 
uh, there was a doctor in Hawaii, Dr. Hugh Lin, L-I-N, who was a friend of Dr. Moto's. He was the head of a psychiatric ward for the criminally insane um, in Honolulu. And uh, he, he had all of his patients in that ward, about 100 people who were all criminally insane, say this several times a day. He said it himself uh, for all the, pa- for the patients in his ward and under, under his uh, authority at this hospital. And within a year, every single fellow, every single uh, woman, every single person in that, in that facility was released because they said the whole Nepono and they were all deemed by the courts to be uh, rehabilitated and they weren't where they were all let loose. So, and he used that, that whole Onopono, he said it works to, you can clean up uh, radiation at Fukushima. You can clean up the, the, the water supplies at, at, uh, at, on the Hopi with that. Um, there is um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Libby Rutledge out of Montana. She was doing experiments about a year ago. Uh, we were doing experiments together on the radio show here of asking people to pray, pray and send love and light to Fukushima. And according to her instruments, the radiation went down dramatically. We're talking uh, like an 80% drop in radiation within a, within a couple of months' time. So the prayers do work. And that's one thing that um, Dr. Moto used to say as well. And um, that's why I admire and respect him so much. His life was actually cut short back in 2014. He was murdered by the Chinese and the reptilians um, for his teachings. Uh, it's a long story, but um, his work is carried on now by all the beautiful people um, at the Omoto office in Tokyo, and I'm so glad that they're car- carrying on with their work. Um, the, the website of the Emoto Project, of course, is Emoto, E-M-O-T-O, peaceproject.net, and it's run by Michiko Hayashi, who was Dr. Mo's assistant for over, over 10 years, so I hope you can support them. Um, what I'd like to do next is to play a 46-minute uh, discussion uh, interview I had with several people involved in the Hopi uh, in the Hopi clean water efforts, and I think you'll find it really interesting. Um, they're having a um, they're having a fundraiser on March 22nd for World Water Day, which I hope you can join and 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 financially support. But it, uh, Don, if we could play, it's not. I I sent. Um, Two segments, yeah, the second one would be good. Thanks, Don, so much. Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio. We have some fantastic people on the show today. Nancy Rivard, uh, Leon McLaughlin, the, the um, Clean Water Foundation, Martha Childress, P- Sedona Stotlight, um, the beautiful Michiko Hayashi with the Emoto Peace Project, and Carolyn White, of course, wonderful people. And Nancy, um, I want to, uh, please, why don't you start us off today and tell us how you got, how you got interested in the Hopi water issues and clean water for the Hopi and Navajo. Well, Ted, it all got started back in 1981, right after my father died, and I embarked on a spiritual search around the world for seven years, Mm -hmm. and the first place I went was the Hopi Reservation Mm -hmm. to meet Grandfather David, the spiritual elder of the Hopi, and he was very concerned about the water. and so he asked me to drive him to a big meeting with the Navajo. Uh, to discuss the issue of what was happening to the water. That was 1981. Uh, It was, and I've always been dedicated to the Hopi since that time. Later, I heard the Hopi prophecy revealed at the United Nations in 1993. Grandfather had died. Thomas Banyaka gave the prophecy. And a similar phenomena happened as happened when I was on the Hopi reservation, I knew I wanted to be involved. Mm-hmm. 
many years later, I founded Airline Ambassadors to help vulnerable children around the world. And we provided ways for ordinary people to directly help children in many countries. We've helped in 62 countries. And when I met Leon McLaughlin from the Clean Water Foundation, and I heard about his work uh, providing water filters, I, I definitely wanted to collaborate. And we brought some filters to the Philippines to start. And then he told me about the Hopi. And I said, you're kidding. There's tainted water with uranium and arsenic and people are dying. We have to help them. I knew we had to help them. And when he said reverse osmosis is needed, that's what my father pioneered. So I'm thrilled to be a part of this project as airline ambassadors. Um, I'm excited for you to hear the beginning of the project with Martha and Leon and uh, Mitchie and on the Hopi reservation soon. So thank you so much for having me share a little bit. We look forward to everyone joining us at the on World Water Day, March 22nd on our concert to help the Hopi and Navajo. It's on yep. our website, www.airlineamb.org. Please join us. It's going to be amazing. We have an amazing lineup of artists from all over the world. Great. Thank you, Nancy, so much. Stay on as long as you can. I know you have you have to go soon, but uh, um, Mitchie, why don't you be next? And, and hey, have a little bit of background, so EDP and the Hopi and relationship with Dr. Moto and... and mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Nancy, thank you so much for sharing that, how you are doing such a beautiful, wonderful work to help children all around the world. I'm touched. And um, hello, everyone. Um, thank you so much for being here, sharing this time with us today. I'm Michiko Hayashi from Emoto Peace Project. I started working for Dr. Emoto um, as his personal assistant in 2004, that was April of 2004. And this, I discovered that Dr. Emoto visited um, Hopi land in the same month that I started working for him. So this, I feel this is really um, a true, one of the true missions to, to, to be for, for me to be working. Um, doctor, for, for Japanese people, um Hopi people are very special because we are we share the same DNA and it, I've heard that Hopi people are the descendants of Japanese emperor so for us they are very special I'm not saying that other people are very special but I am very honored and very grateful that I can help those people and what we do is um sharing this book, The Message from Water, to all children and everyone around the world, um, that water has all the beautiful crystals originally, and good waters are supposed to have these beautiful crystals, and that happens at the molecular level of water. When the information, information means vibration and energy, and when they are beautiful, then water makes beautiful, beautiful crystals. And you can see that this, these crystals are from natural water. I mean, this is from Mount, Mount Fuji here in, in Japan. And 
and you, they are supposed to be natural water. Water is supposed to be creating beautiful, beautiful crystals. But um, in certain areas on this earth, like Navajo and Hopi, the water is broken. It's really ugly. And we don't want to let them drink that kind of ugly water like this. We want them to be drinking this beautiful crystal because it's strongly connected with our health. As water is life and everything, what, and also water is the mirror of our heart, our mind. So when, even though to um, ugly polluted water, if we direct good thoughts with love and gratitude, the water, the vibration of water immediately changes. <clears throat> That's a law of vibration. And, and I am very honored to be able to help those people in, in um, Hopi and Navajo. And I would like to ask everyone, please help them with the way, whatever the manner you can. You, if you have any money, a dollar, ten dollars, it doesn't matter because it's going to be piled up. It will be a big help for Hopi and Navajo people. We want to help them because what we do comes back to us. It's a law of vibration. So thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And Carolyn, you've done some, you're, you're kind of like the unseen hero of all this because you do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And I want to give you credit for that. So I'd love to have you say some words, okay? Thank you. Well, it's interesting how we, you know, I was thinking about how this all got, got started. And I think it was in 2015, uh, Jerry and I were doing our aura and chocolate photography up at Mill Creek at one of the, the psychic fairs. And this fellow um, who walked over and he came up to our table and he says, gee, I'd like you to come to my first galactic wisdom conference <laughs> and, and bring your aura and chakra <laughs> photography there. And he handed us a flyer and we kind of go like, oh, that's cool. And then we, well, we did, we did go. And then we found out that this a certain gentleman whose name is Ted Barr <laughs> from out of this world radio uh, lived just a couple of blocks from us. So we started getting together and then we the next year he was having issues with finding a place for the conference and we had a beautiful harmony hall at the place where we lived jerry and i lived at the time and so we said well let's you know this would be a great place harmony hall it's beautiful it's good energy and so it's just kind of how these these things snowball because then ted uh, was also on kpnw uh radio show and martha was also um, a, a guest host, and she still is uh, under uh, Sedona Spotlight now, but it's Natural Choice Network. And through Ted, I got <laughs> knowing Martha. And of course, then when uh, the second conference, Mitchie came over for the next couple of years and I got mm -hmm. to know her. So it's just kind of like, you know, it's serendipity. We're all meant oh. to be in a, a certain place. And, and I've been involved with doing all kinds of different things, putting things together, graphics, organizing uh, stuff. And it's just, it's just really my pleasure to be a part of this and serve. And I think what we're talking about the connection with the Hopi, when um, 
uh, I was quite young. In the mid 50s, we went to, uh, took the tour through Arizona. And I think I was probably about uh, maybe four years old at the time. And I had this fascination for Hopi Kachina dolls. Mm-hmm. And I went around yeah. collecting all of these Hopi Kachina dolls. And there was some, and also the turquoise and silver, there was something that just really touched my heart. And I, I learned later when I did a past life regression with, with Dick Sutton that I actually lived several lives in uh, that part of, uh, of the world back um, in the late 1200s, early 1300s. So it's just been a, uh, a really heartfelt uh, you know, connection with me. And it's just something that getting this, this word out and uh, helping to raise the consciousness of the planet. And like Dr. Moto said, they said, water is life. That is the vibration. And our uh, beautiful elders that hold a lot of the wisdom of the Hopi have been in a way desecrated by what, how we have, um, and I say we, Western civilization has gone in and desecrated the land, mined it, and right. not cleaned up its mess. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this uh, putting on this uh, and getting involved with the World Water Day concert and bringing together uh, these beautiful artists and musicians, all of them have such a heartfelt message and are, are dedicated to making uh, this, bringing this awareness to the plight of the Hopi and the Navajo and what's been done. So it doesn't, uh, you know, we talked about the, uh, you know, the mining companies haven't done anything and the EPA, the US government has been dragging their heels for years. Decades. Yeah, decades. Yeah, nothing. So I think that it is so important that, um, you know, we have to, uh, no matter how small of a group we are, we have to be part of this community. And I think that if you know, we all have, like I said, if we all have a common purpose on this, we can bring light to the world and not only help the Hopi with clean water, but we can also shine the light on the problem and uh, hopefully uh, bring their, you know, bring their health up because healthy people are spiritual people healthy people are happy people and they have been plagued by so much over the last two years even with with the food shortages and that's a whole another story so that's that's what uh, you know that's why i'm involved with this and i have the pleasure of knowing all of these wonderful people that are surrounding me today Wonderful, Carolyn. Could you give out your website, by the way, if people want to contact you? Sure. My website is www.carolynwhitephd.com. That's just C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-W-H-I-T-E. Okay. PhD.com. And we're also involved with like Martha with Sedona Spotlight. Okay. Okay. Great. And Martha, I'd love to hear from you, my friend. So, and you, you have a serpent story to tell how you ended up down there. It's another long story, but anyway. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But it's a good story. A happy ending. Synchronicities and attachments that we've all had. And, and I think once, 
almost everybody seems to have some kind of integral root connection with not only the Hopi and the Navajo, but all of the indigenous. And I think as, as you know, the victors write history and so many people haven't known what's gone on with the indigenous communities because, you know, they're more oral traditions and even if, so it hasn't even been written down. And now um, as we are discovering things and kind of getting in there and going, oh my gosh, I can't believe this has been happening. And, and for so many years, um, I kind of feel like it's, you know, we, you know, we owe these, to, you know, to help the protectors, to help protect the protectors, to bring out, you know, some of these, these wrongs and to do whatever we can to try to right them. Um, I mean, we, you know, it's like whatever our forefathers did, um, it's like if we have an opportunity to reverse that or whatever corporations have done, I mean, it's really up to us and as a grassroots effort mm -hmm. to, to band together and, um, you know, we're all brothers and sisters in the human family. We're all connected by water. Life is water. And, you know, what we know through Dr. Emoto's work, um, if we do it from a loving heart as well, and this is why we don't want to guilt and shame everybody into this. That's why we want to have a concert filled with music and celebration. And it's like, ah, it's like our pleasure, our love, our honor to give back and to help. Um, to help right these injustices. And while it's been decades of, you know, trying to break the policy, they're still going drinking poisoned water. So at least we can get them clean water filters. We're on um, already in over 300 homes, um, uh, which, you know, Ernest Tahoe, our boots on the ground, none of this would happen without him, um, has made all the difference in the world. And as people start getting healthier, they can start speaking for themselves more as well too. Mm -hmm. So all the way around, I think this is, you know, it's, it's a real feel good. Um, I don't even, it's just a feel good mission, you know, bringing clean, fresh water, mm -hmm. you know, to the people that need it the most. And, you know, they've spent, you know, years and years and decades and decades, you know, praying for the world. Um, it's time that we just, you know, do, do some boots on the ground and, and do some positive action to, as I say, you know, get clean water and then help on a policy level will happen, you know, I think as more awareness is brought to the subject, but there's over 500 uh, abandoned mines on the Navajo and, and the Hopi is just a really small piece in the, in mm -hmm. the center of, of the mm -hmm. reservations now. And it all just washes down into their aquifers so it's a the cleanup is going to be huge but at least they can start drinking clean water with these water filters now and speaking of music too um <laughs> i love the fact that the way this you know how it how it started and the introductions got started to pull everything together on on getting a, a water filter man mr leon mclaughlin uh, was listening to a piano player with my husband when I was down in Shasta trying to get people together. <laughs> and that's how my husband found out about it from Leon. I had Leon on my show. Then I had, you know, about the what he was doing was so amazing. You know, shoeshine guy making it shine and creating these water filters, going putting himself mm -hmm. through school. His story alone is just phenomenal. Yeah. And it's like, Ted, you know, you got to have Leon in his show and then, you know, as one thing led to another, you know, and all the other connections that we all, you know, met each other, started working together. It was like this team was pre-assembled and it's so nice that we're you yeah. know, now together, we can get the word out to the world. Right. 
Right. That's a beautiful story. And I remember uh, we, we started doing fundraising right after I had yep. my show and we got in yep. a donation of 35,000, I think, from Teresa in Idaho. Beautiful yep. lady. And then it's come in. It's come in since about 60,000, give or take a little more than that. And then Leon's got his own story to tell. He's had success and um, with with uh, with some hospitals and others to donate quite a bit of money, which is good. So we're continuing away. And um, and then Nancy with the airline ambassadors helped take it to the next level with global giving. So we're hoping you know what we started is just going to continue to grow. And then Mitchie's been adding, you know, these stickers, which are so important to the kids and the adults on the reservation, because there's a real link between the Hopi and the Japanese, too. Yeah. And we're all one anyway. And you know, Dr. Emota always said he had the idea of of giving the angel water to those people who needed water. Oh, nice. And actually, we were giving this angel water to people in Fukushima. That's how... Dr. Emoto and I launched this Emoto Peace Project in Japan. Before that, we had a different, um, more like an NPO organization in the United <laughs> States. And that was, um, that went wrong. And because keep talking, was, I got to get something. Keep talking. Okay. Keep talking. And and so we, he wanted to be Dr. Moto wanted to be responsible about this project because it's so important. And he said that we humans are the ones who really polluted water who destroyed the nature and it destroyed nature and water got polluted so we have to be responsible to recover it and and to those people who don't have a clean water he always wanted to deliver the clean safe water and he named it angel water <laughs> so that angel water was the water that we always distributed and gave to people in in fukushima for many years now we stopped it because we um we're not producing it anymore but this really really is the continuation of yes. what he was doing mm-hmm. yeah. i i feel this is water i mean angel water project <laughs> for yeah. helping yeah. all the people around the world Yep. And I, I'm sure that Dr. Emoto will be really happy and he's supporting from above. Absolutely. Being with us. Yeah. So. Okay. So, so Leon, you're up. Hold on. Hold on, my friends. I just want to say okay. something real quick before it. Leon, excuse me, my friend. No problem. Um, I just happened to have one of these left angel water bottles <laughs> I got in Tokyo a couple of years ago and I still have it. And what it does is that, um, Mitchie knows this story better than I do, but I, from what I'm told, that this water here prevents cancer. And uh, Dr. Moto used to send it for free to the children and adults in Fukushima. And this would be ideal for the Hopi, but like one bottle is not going to make a difference. But, um, but anyway, I wanted to shit. That's what it looks like, angel water. So here it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, Leon. What happened to Galaxy Note 8? Um, but that was your new name. Um, <laughs> Still here, nicknamed Galaxy Note 8. <laughs> okay, that's the Note 8. Okay, okay, my friend. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about your... Oh, Mitchie, you have something interesting there? Yeah, this is the label of Angel Water that Dr. Emoto was using. We were using. And oh, wow. when he started this project, he asked me, 
um, if I knew anyone who would be able to paint something that would be really good for angel water. So I said, oh, I know someone really good. She is one of my best friends who lives in the same apartment. I live on the seventh floor. She lives on the sixth floor. So we always get together and she paints beautiful, beautiful artworks. And I said, I went to her and I said, this is what I would like you to paint. Dr. Moto wants you to use pink and green and water for angel water. So she mm -hmm. made a draft and made this. It's a beautiful, beautiful water a label, angel water. That's beautiful. So, Thank you for sharing that. That's how the story went. Um, here's a little story, too, I'll tell you. In, at Mount Shasta, there's some springs at, in Mount Shasta, and the springs come from Telos underneath Mount Shasta. And the Telosians add anti-carcinogenic elements to the water, which is very high vibration. So they say that if you drink the water, it prevents cancer. And um, that would be very good to somehow get some over that to the Hopi. Um, you're the water expert, Mitchie, so, um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe there would be a way to replicate it. I don't know. I know Luc Montagnier and Jean Benveniste used to do, do those kinds of experiments. Well, um, Dr. Montagnier um, didn't do the experiment. He, what he did was he did the experiment with um, DNA, reproducing water and yeah. how water was communicating with um, uh, everywhere instantaneously. But um, Dr. Um, Benvenist was the one who was making the duplicated water, but um, with uh, the water from, from Telos or from Juan Shasta, we would have to see what we can do to reproduce it, or, um, or otherwise we can just... I think the Leon's water filter is just wonderful with that label of love and gratitude and everybody's love in it. I, I, it I really have, is. I happen to have some Shasta water. I can send you if you want some of it. Um, can I, can yeah, I? We, yeah, okay. we can probably discuss it. Okay. Is, it. is mail okay to Japan now? I remember there was restrictions. Is that? Um, I can check. I think it's okay, but I, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I think it's okay, but we can discuss that. Later. Uh, yeah, I can. I can send it to you, and you're. To you know, me, to me, Leon's filter is really perfect for. It is. Mm -hmm. Hopi and Navajo with that label and everyone's love, everyone's support. It's the most beautiful thing that we can do because everybody is working together and it, that water has filter itself has our love your love everyone's love in it right so right that's what we really want to deliver to those people i think mm -hmm. okay anyway i've talked enough um leon um please i'd love to hear from you um yeah great to be on the show ted thanks a lot um i'm really pleased on what we're doing and our latest event that we're going to have, um, like we were talking about our virtual fundraising concert, that's going to be um, the next level, I believe, um, to get corporate people involved, the United Nations involved. I mean, if we can just get these corporate sponsors that make billions of dollars on like the mining companies that polluted um, the land, 
to donate that haven't even donated a thousand dollars. If we can get companies like Nestle that make one point eight million dollars a day um, on bottled water to give a donation yeah. who haven't even gave a thousand dollars. I think you know, if we can start talking to those guys, get them involved, get a sympathetic ear, just like we're doing now with the United Nations to spread the word. I think that's going to be a big help um, on our cause and our water project um, yeah. because the people really need it badly. And, yeah. you know, it's basically if you're drinking poison water, you move. So it's a plan to have them um, just like blight. Once you create blight, people have to move. So the same thing on the Hopi and Navajo reservation. Why would you want to stay in a place that you're drinking poison water? But the thing is, you can't afford to leave, even though you've been there for generations after generations. So we have to flip the script um, to get people involved to to help the protectors um, of the earth. Right. Well, that's certainly an admirable cause, and I hope Nestle would donate something. But I did hear a report recently that they've been putting nanobots in some, in some of their bottled water. But I don't know the truth. It'd have to be checked out. But if we could, that would be wonderful, Leon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think through our um, uh, this um, global giving concert that we have, like we got Providence on board, Swedish on board. Um, we got some great all star Hollywood folks getting involved. And I think that word was spread. Some great artists um, that's getting involved that that will help. Um, just like we were talking earlier this week about Olivia Holmes, she's a young lady um, that's um, one of our leaders um, in the music world and also um, airline ambassadors, um, youth ambassador. I think that's going to be a good way to go. And the prayers, just like um, Michi said, to say, okay, we really disrespected water. So now let's start giving water it's due and start praying and letting water know that we disrespected it. And we sorry for disrespecting the water and putting the prayers in along with the filters. So if you have a filter that's um, cleaning the water up along with that label, like Mitchie said, then that's giving it an extra um, purification because now you're putting the prayer on top of every installation and water knows it since it know we disrespected it and given the water is proper due and proper respect since we have disrespected water um, so badly. That's great. Wonderful. 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 And we can spread the word. I think when we do this, that this is what we're doing. Absolutely. Nancy, just curious, what's the water quality like where you live? Is it pretty good or? um... Actually, pretty good um we do buy bottled water um and we need to get a filter here we have a filter in 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 our beach property but it's not so bad so thank god that's good that's good that's good well um go ahead martha go ahead yeah i say uh, you know as we work together and you know not only are we kind of you know undoing these injust injustices beyond that we're infusing kind of as i say love and gratitude into mm-hmm. the water and as we help clean up the water we clean up ourselves too exactly. and clean up consciousness and you know just like you said we can we can really shift things and what what a perfect way is through water you know let it flow mm-hmm. for love of water and as as it will come back 
you know, not just to us, but to everyone. And so the more people that, you know, learn about this, that not only the water has consciousness, um, you know, but the applied, how many people are drinking poisoned water. And if over 50% of hospital beds are from waterborne illnesses, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, it, this could be, you know, change not only consciousness, Mm -hmm. but you know, everyone's health around the world too. So this is just a drop in the bucket, let it flow. And I think, you know, it has a huge potential, not only to help clean the water as we clean the water in the world, we're now our consciousness is cleaning up and, you know, peace and love, right? No, <laughs> exactly. I think, you know, when the, the pictures that Mitchie showed us earlier about what the crystal looks like with love and gratitude mm-hmm. and what the crystal looks like when the water is polluted, uh, think about yep. it. We're 70, 75% water, okay? Now, do you want to have running around your body water that has forms these beautiful, lovely crystals? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to have running around your body the things that look like they're the scourge of of the earth? And (laughs) that's, I mean, it it, it really, when you think about, and that's the thing about uh, the work of Dr. Emoto, is that, you know, I've been studying metaphysics and energy for over 45 years. And I think like all of us here, and that's why we're here, is that when we read the, um, the hidden messages in water, or we, we became uh, aware of Dr. Mono's work, it was like the light bulbs were like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, all of this stuff that people have been labeling woo, like, you know, if you think positive thoughts, you're going to be you know, elevate your consciousness, you're going to be a lot happier, you smile. It's like, it's all true. Yeah. 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 He gave it, he gave it, he gave it substance. So that's what I like to tell people is that even on our planet, it's 70, 75% water. So do you want to have this, this ugly looking water running around the planet? Or do you want to have this beautiful water running upon the planet? So I think that um, you know, and this is uh, a, a mission, I think, that has, has touched all of us. And we've seen the results of what happens to, you know, people like the Hopi and the Navajo, even Flint, Michigan, when they start drinking polluted water. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, we are supposed to be, I mean, it's not just us, but everyone on earth is yeah. supposed to be drinking this beautiful, beautiful yep. water with this crystal because this is a natural water. But what happens is we pollute it. That's why the water became like this. We don't want to, we don't want anyone to be drinking this water. So we are the ones who need to really, really respect water, respect nature, respect everything that is on earth and help each other and recover because all the when the water is polluted like this, it's not just affecting us, but bacteria, all the, the the little insects, soil, everything is polluted will be polluted or is polluted. So that's really directly related to us. We will be I mean, people will get sick. That means we need to help each other. When we help each other, we feel so good. What being able to help makes you ha- feel happy, and that 
generates the beautiful vibration from you too. And then when you are generating that beautiful vibration that comes back to you because we are the magnet, you are the magnet of your own vibration. So yeah, we, yeah, we don't want polluted minds. Polluted water is polluted minds. Clean, clear, pure water, clean, clear, pure minds. I yeah. mean, <laughs> and remember uh, the old saying, birds of a feather flock together. So that's true. You know, like attracts like. So, yeah. yeah. Another thing that I think that's worthwhile mentioning, and Leo can probably fill in, in better the, the figures, but it really doesn't take that much money to provide the filtration system no. for these the the individual homes yeah, and i think that another thing that all of the money that is donated it basically just goes straight to buying these filtration systems uh, leon's right. managed to uh, circumvent the uh, middle person and the filters are custom made so i think that's right. uh 100% uh, of all like, monies go to a good cause. They don't. Yeah. And it's like 100, is it $150 for a filtration system and 50 a year for the replacement uh, filters. Yeah. Replacement yeah. Filters, for 30 years. Correct? And a gallon yep. a minute, right, Leon? Yep. Yeah. That water unit will last for 30 years and you replace the filters every year. And another thing, you know, when you look at bottled water, you don't really know what's in that bottled water because a lot of that bottled water is tap water. Um, that's yep. just filtered and you don't know what kind of chemicals is yeah. coming off that plastic right. and everything Plus else. The plastic, the filter. Well, waste. Yeah. Walmart's so, so. Great, val great value of water comes from the municipal water supply in Sacramento, California. It says right on it. Yeah, DeSantis no. Bellevue tap water. It's, it's, yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah. Glorified yeah. tap water. But anyway. Same thing with um, Nestle <laughs> is doing with um the water in michigan because nestle is based in michigan and here you got flint drinking having uh -huh. lead in their water and here nestle selling water to the yeah, world and just fortune. taking yeah. the money out of the air they're making billions of dollars and so yeah, yeah i think plastic um, yeah so i think if we don't um raise consciousness like what we're doing with the united nations you're gonna look at like the dinosaurs you're looking at distinction because if all of the water is polluted around the world, which is happening now, and that's where the United mm. Nations is recognizing that, and we tap into them to spread the word, um, I think our cause will go a lot further now that we got that United Nations connection. And I believe Nancy and the rest of the team will have a call with them. Um, I think it's the February 23rd. We're going to have a Zoom call with um, the United Nations folks. So um, I well, think that was, that, Leon, that's that was when... Right. Dr. Emoto uh, Dr. was invited to the, the United Nations headquarters, I think it was on the 25th of May in 2004, that, no, the five, that was when, 2005, that was when Dr. Emoto announced the idea of this Emoto Peace Project, the children's book, because wow. already at that time, there people around the world were having the water problem mm -hmm. and it's been almost 20 years now yeah. and we have to be doing something really i mean we have to be very serious about this pro problem water mm -hmm. is all connected on earth so um when dr moto started to do the research on water um he was always checking the toxins uh, from from the tap water and he was checking like um lead uh, toxin, aluminum toxin, mercury toxin. And every day the 
number is a little different, but slightly different, but they, the water had toxins. And one day that was on the 17th of January, uh, 1991, the toxins went up really high and didn't know why it happened. And discovered on that day in the evening when he went home, um, that was the very day that Gulf War started. Wow. So it happened in the Middle East. Japan is so far away oh. physically, but the vibration, that, that destructive vibration of the, all the bombings were mm. affecting the tap water in Tokyo. Yeah. So that's how instantaneously water carries that vibration everywhere. So wow. in another word, if we send beautiful, loving, compassionate vibration, then it goes everywhere instantaneously. And that's something that we want to be doing with everyone. I think that's 100% right, what you mm -hmm. just said, because that saves the world. Because oh, if yeah. not, we'll, we'll go out like the dinosaur. We'll be the sixth distinction. Distinction. The, like, yeah. like dinosaurs was number five, and it'll mm -hmm. be through the water. That's you know, where the distinction will, will start at, I think. Yeah, and then Hopi, go ahead. On Hopi land, they, you know, believe, um, Sepap, I believe is what it's called, is the, yeah, the, yeah, the umbilical cord for the planet. And that's why it makes sense that we're really, you know, starting with Hopi land. And it's, you know, this is a problem. It's, it's global, but that is the most imperative place to start. And what a way to birth, you know, this, this idea, this consciousness and this awareness. Um, and, you know, maybe that's, you know, we are who we've been waiting for. It's time to do that. Time to, time to, time to rebirth and let it flow for love of water. Yeah. Yep. Look, look what's happening in Canada right now. Oh my goodness. Um, but that's a model to make the world, you know, stand up yeah. to injustice. And, uh, and clearly the, the Hopi and Navajo need better water, you know, and, and we're doing it. We're making, I think we're making a fantastic difference in their lives. So, yeah. Yeah. And then it can spread, you know, once we get this model down, it can spread. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's true. And I think we do have the model. Um, like I said, with yep. Nancy working with the United Nations, the global giving concert, I think this is going to really um, go viral. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole key right there for the world to know what's really going on. And I think through this, um, concert that we're giving in the awareness um, that's going to be huge mm -hmm. and that's where we ask everybody's help anybody listening yeah. watching you know um, you know go to sedonaspotlight.com where you have a landing page that has links to all you know all the information there too um, or you can go to clean water foundation airline ambassadors but just share 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 and right. share with love and so we're so glad because each of us is is what 90 percent water we're connected to one another and our entire bodies in the earth. And the Hopi know that. And so as we're working to purify water on the planet, we're purifying ourselves as well. So uh, it's we want to bring this to the world. And we're excited to activate all of the connections that we have. And the idea is to keep sharing, as, as Martha just said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how much is a good idea worth? You know, priceless. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely priceless. Absolutely priceless. Well, there's actually, uh, the concert is, is open to everyone. 
there's a level of getting a, a ticket. We just ask you to register to register with your email. Could you please speak uh, up, Carolyn? Your your voice is rather low. Okay, I can That's hear better. you better now. That's uh, there's a link uh, on uh, all the different websites we mentioned, Sedona Spotlight, uh, the under the events. There is a uh, everybody can participate. There is a level that is free. You, we all you ask is to sign up with your email. We do suggest at least a donation of five dollars to ten dollars or or more. Like like we said, is that fifty dollars will provide a years of filtration mm. and $150 will provide a family with 30 years of clean, healthy drinking water. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that's, I think that that is, it's, it's so important. I mean, how many people out there, you know, you go, if you go to any of the coffee shops, uh, five bucks, hell, yeah. you can blow that's it true. on uh, yeah. uh, a, a drink. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, that's true. And another thing that we're doing is part of the pre-show is we're featuring a lot of the uh, individuals who have been impacted by getting the filters. And we're doing kind of a, um, uh, I would say like a, sh- a slideshow that shows the different um, of what's happening with the delivery and the installation and all of the happy users. And there's also a lot of education on there that uh, about uh, the mines and area that, that's uh, affected. So uh, I think that's gonna be the half hour pre-show. And then we have an hour of awesome entertainers, uh, Olivia Ohms, uh, there's uh, Mar- Marcel. What is it? I can remember. Marcel. Marcel Nichols. Marcel Nichols. Yeah, thank you. And uh, a number of other uh, top name performers that are going to give us some beautiful, beautiful music, inspirational music. So I hope you can all join us on this virtual concert. You can listen to it, you know, from anywhere Great. in the world. Great. Yeah, the good part, like you said. Um, and auction that. items. Oh, yes. Great auction, auction items. Auction. <laughs> and it's a concert for the world. I mean, if you can't afford it, it's free. If you can, make a $5 donation or more. So okay. it's, it is a concert for the world to watch. Yeah. And you can just donate your love. If that's all you can do, donate your love. Donate exactly. your love. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's all about, it's, it's all about not just uh, uh, the fundraising it's about raising the consciousness and the awareness of what is going on that's right on this planet with water and especially with the hopi and the navajo yeah yeah well i consider all of you like little angels um and uh thank you so much for 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 sharing your beautiful wisdom and uh, we'll spread this uh program far and wide <laughs> so anyway um quick just quickly around the table if we could all give out our websites carolyn is carolynwhitephd.com mine is out of this world 1150.com nancy is um beyond do you want to come out and show your face so maybe i can take a screenshot and share it on my uh, Instagram and, and, um, okay, there you go. Okay. Okay. And Nancy, your, um, it's airline ambassador, airline, airline amb.org. 
Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Mitchie, yours, yours is emoto, E-M-O-T-O, peaceproject.net. Yes. And please. thanks to Carolyn and uh, Jane. SedonaSpotlight.com. And now Cleanwater Foundation, www.cleanwaterfoundationwa.org. And I want to be, uh, give a big uh, thanks to uh, Jane in Texas. She donated the money to get the website up. And we had some technical difficulties. It's fine now, getting up and running. So thank you, uh, Jane um, and um, Mitchie and Carolyn for Thank you so much, Jane. Website. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for helping with this. Okay. Really all right, my friends. That. Well, I hope you all have a beautiful evening. And thanks so much for making the world a better place. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Love. Bye. Love of water. Bye. Love of water. Let it flow. Love of water. Thank you. Love and gratitude. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, friends. Wasn't that a wonderful interview? I, I love all these folks I work with. They do such great work. And you know, it's funny, I just got a text message or a call from Liam McLaughlin. He's going to join us here in just a minute. But um, I want to move on to a, another subject here briefly, um, and that's regarding GoFundMe. Um, uh, apparently, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, had uh, told uh, GoFundMe to stop, stop the funding for the, trucker, uh, for the freedom truckers in Canada and also to try to keep all the money. They've raised a little over $10 million right now, which is completely illegal. Uh, GoFundMe said in a public statement that, um, that, the, that the truckers in Canada, the Freedom Convoy, has been violent. They've committed various criminal acts. And, um, but, you know, what's, what's amazing is that there's nearly 2 million people right now in Ottawa from the truckers and across Canada peacefully protesting, and they have a legal right to do so under their Canadian uh, uh, rights of, uh, Charter of Rights and uh, enacted in 1982 in Canada. So they're not violating any law, and there's not been one act of violence committed by nearly 2 million people in the trucker convoy. Not one. They haven't committed one single crime. Nothing. But yet that's what GoFundMe is saying. So I think what they're doing is that they're, they're substituting their political opinion to try to stop freedom of speech in Canada and indirectly here in the United States as well. Well, and what they're doing is not only wrong, but it's, it's also illegal as well. I want people to remember that two years ago, GoFundMe funded the BLM in the Chaz area in Seattle. And I was in Seattle at that time, uh, broadcasting from KKNW um, in Seattle and um, before I came to VBS, I was on KKNW, and during that time, I was able to see firsthand there was about 8,000 people in the Chaz area, and during that time, I had some inf- inside information from people within the police department who said that that within Seattle during that, during that time and during that summer of 2020, there were over 4,000, 4, over 4,000 uh, felony murder, felony uh, rape, robbery, sexual assault, um, all these felonies were committed by uh, BLM and, and their allies within that Chaz area, but that was directly funded by GoFundMe. And I, that was okay. They didn't stop the funding then. And yet they're stopping the funding now, alleging that criminal acts have been committed by the Freedom Convoy in Canada. They are totally wrong on this, and what they're doing is totally illegal. They are currently being investigate, investigated by the Florida Attorney General's Office, 
And I hope that um, that company goes south. They don't, we don't need to have that kind of company here in the United States. And if you have given money to the Freedom Convoy in Canada, what I'd like to do is to go ahead and I'll wait till I, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and play this now, um, uh, Don, and we can, I can wait for Liam to come on. It's the, it's, it's link number five. It talks about, it's from a California attorney about how to, okay, he's calling. Okay, great. Okay, let me bring in Leon then. And, um, okay, that's fine. That's fine, Don. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, we can, uh, okay, he's going to come back on Zoom. All right, good. But um, anyway, what they're doing is wrong. And I've done some timeline. I've looked into the future. Um, the organizers in Canada will be able to get the, the 10 million, the, the, uh, um, the, the, uh, uh, okay, he is going, they are going to get the money out within the, within, within the month. And I do also look at GoFundMe uh, going into bankruptcy within two months. They will be gone. Um, I want to, um, I've also got a list of their board of directors along with their pictures. So you can see the kind of people that run this, this organization. It's terrible what they're doing. And it's also completely illegal. I'm waiting for uh, Leon to come on now. I hope he can come on. Okay. Um, he, he's Liam McLaughlin. He's the chair of the Washington Clean Water Foundation. And I want to talk a little bit more about the Hopi. Um, and um, okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much, Don. Uh, we can go ahead and why don't we go ahead and um, uh, I want to show the link number five, Don, while we're waiting for link on uh, for Leon. It's about um, about 24 minutes long. It's, it's from a California attorney and explains how to file a complaint against GoFundMe. And what he, the information he provides is not only if you live in California, but because GoFundMe is a, is a San Francisco Bay area uh, based company, uh, what he was saying is that you can do that as well through this process. So at any rate, um, the um, uh, GoFundMe has no legal authority to do what they're doing. They violated the terms of their contract with the people who in good faith, um, donated monies to the to the truckers in Canada. Uh, GoFundMe now is claiming that they want to they want to determine who which charity gets the money, and since they did already fund BLM and Antifa back in 2020, a, uh, a very violent um, organization that um, that resulted in over 4,000 uh, deaths, robberies, murders, uh, and sexual assaults in the Seattle area. I guess this is the kind of thing that they want to fund as well. They have no right to divert the money to what they want. So, um, uh, okay. All right. That's okay, Don. I know you're, you're busy, my friend. Um, uh, so um, anyway, Don, what we can do is we can go ahead and, and play that. Uh, I want to play that for people who can, um, um, okay. Uh, let me just type this out. Um, the, um, okay, good. I think we've got, uh, we finally got Leon on the line. Okay, good. Thanks, Don, for all your good help. I appreciate it. Leon, are you there? Um, yes, I'm here. Good. Welcome to the show, my friend. I know I gave you what, one minute notice or something like that. (laughs) Hey, no problem, Ted. No problem. But it's all your fault. Glad to be on the show. (laughs) <laughs> it's all I your know. fault. It's that you... galaxy. It's that galaxy thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, <laughs> I've already said a lot of nice things about you, Leon. 
Um, <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> and you don't owe you don't owe me any money. It's fine. I'll do it for free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> sure, no problem, my friend. <laughs> um, why don't you tell briefly how you got interested in clean water? We've got about. Um, maybe about uh, five or 10 minutes. Uh, then I've got a segment I have to play, but, but, but I'd love to have you put your, uh, give your two cents in on the Hopi water situation and how people can sign up for this virtual concert you're having on March 22nd. I think that'd be important to, to, to tell people. Yeah. Um, I got into the water um, by traveling around the country and I was in Mexico actually Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to this lady in Mexico and I was asking her what the barrels were on the roof. And she told me they were water barrels and she actually collected her water and stored it in the tub. And she said one day she had a gathering and a tourist was at the gathering and asked to use the restroom, seen the water in the tub and thought he was doing her a favor and drank the water and told her, um, that he had drained the water and she was crying saying that was her water for the month. Oh um, and I used to have a chain of coffee shops in Canada and was wondering, could you make a mobile water cart like the coffee carts we used to have, like the hot dog carts, coffee carts that was mobile. So I went to school for water distribution, repair and maintenance, got a degree. Um, and Could you speak up a little bit, a little bit higher, Leon, just a little bit higher, my friend, You're a little muffled there, but keep going. Um, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. This is like a commercial. I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So um, you want me to start from the beginning? No, no, no. We, I heard everything, but keep going about the water carts. And you had the coffee carts in Canada. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we had the coffee carts in Canada. And um, just like those hot dog carts, I was wondering if you could build a water cart like the coffee cart. So sure. I went to school for water distribution, repair, and maintenance at the University of Sacramento, got a degree, and we start designing the water carts. And long story short, now we're in over 35 different countries um, bringing clean, fresh drinking water to children and their families around the world. But I was on a talk show um, called the Natural Choice Network with Martha Childress, and she had told me um, that I should join her on your talk show. Mm-hmm. And when I went on your talk show um, and told you about the projects that we were doing around the world, you asked me, what were we doing in America? And I said, I didn't know it was a water issue in America. And you said, yeah, with the Hopi and Navajo tribe in Arizona. And that's how I found out about um, their situation with arsenic, uranium, um, and a hundred other contaminants that was in the water. And we started a campaign, and now we are installing these water units in their homes, and we're looking at going into 20,000 homes um, to give them clean, fresh drinking water because they got contaminated water with uranium and arsenic from the mining. And it's just a shame that this is in America that um, you would see a situation like that because you would never think here in America that it would be people drinking contaminated water and it is with the Hopi and Navajo and I learned a lot once we start doing fundraising um, and now we got our latest deal that's going March 26th with World Water Day um, with airline ambassadors, 
the donor spotlight clean water foundation of course dr emoto peace project and you said and that'll be march 26 and if you go on globalgiving.org or go to www.cleanwaterfoundationwa.org you can see all about it and also sedonaspotlight.com well well like you're like a little angel leon and i know we can't see you today but normally you appear you take your you take your wings off when you appear on my show but I guess it's kind of hard to sit down on a chair when you've got your wings there. So I understand. But uh, and, 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 you know, Ted, I was just thinking about when you talked about Angel Water when we were on your last show. Yeah. And I, I think that would be an extra great stream of income to help the Hopi and Navajo where we could develop the Angel um, Water that Dr. Emoto had started and become an extra stream to help us g- generate revenue to purchase even more water units. So I would definitely like to talk to you about uh, pursuing that. Okay, I, I have I have a bottle. I have some bottles of it actually. It used to be produced. It was produced in Thailand, and then they had some some technical difficulties there. Um, the other thing too, I want to tell you that there's a spring in Mount Shasta, and the, the water that comes out of the spring actually comes from Telos, I'm told. And in the water itself are anti-carcinogenic agents. So if children or adults drink that, it will, it, it can help, it really can help people with cancer or reverse the cancer. So that's what my guides tell me. And that would be something else to investigate as well, because that water comes directly from Telos. It's very, very high vibrational water. When you drink it, your, your vibrations really rise up quite a bit, but uh, we could talk. We I can, would love to get involved because I know Mount Shasta is a very powerful place. And to get water from there, I think it would be great. And to start that angel water as another stream to help the Hopi and Navajo and children around the world, I think it would be, like, totally magical. Yeah. Well, I've got samples of it that um, – and we can talk about – Let's, let's definitely – okay. After the show today, my friend. So um, – Anyway, Leon, it's so good to talk to you. I'm so glad you could come on for a few minutes, and uh, I'll give you a call after the show's over with today, okay, after I finish my show. Okay, thank you, Ted, so much, and thank you for having me on the show. And like I said, if anybody want to donate for the water unit for the Hopi and at the concert, www.cleanwaterfoundationwa.org. And thank you again, Foundationwa.org. Wonderful, Leon. That's great. Yes. That's great. Okay. Thank you. Okay, my friend. Have a great one. Talk to you later, and thank you. Thank you, my friend. So good to talk to you, Leon. Hey, Ted, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm actually um, heading to Kirkland right now at the Santa Fe restaurant that's going to help us do a fundraiser for the Hopi and Navajo along with the Kirkland Chamber of Commerce, and I'll tell you all about that, too. So we got everybody um, joining us on this project to get the Hopi and Navajo clean, fresh drink. Okay. And that's the Santa Fe restaurant in Kirkland with the Kirkland Chamber of Commerce. Okay. Well, be sure to send me the details. I have a lot of listeners in Seattle, so that'd be great. Okay. All right, Ted. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. (laughs) I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers. Um, As you know, GoFundMe has... um, has uh, switching to the Canadian truckers has um, tried, to, they're trying to keep uh, $9 million of the 11, 10 million that's been, um, that's been sent in by good people all over the world to help freedom in Canada. And I think it's not only wrong, but it's also leg- illegal as well. Uh, Governor DeSantos of Florida um, has launched an investigation with the Attorney General of Florida, Indigo GoFundMe, 
Um, uh, GoFundMe claims, well, GoFundMe, GoFundMe was requested by Prime Minister Trudeau in Canada to shut down the GoFundMe. And so they do, they did that. Um, but they're claiming under, under their agreement that there are acts of ter- terrorism and criminal activity among the, the convoy, Freedom Convoy in Canada. There has been, there's nearly 2 million people in Ottawa right now. And there's uh, truckers and over 11,000 trucks there, maybe and several hundred thousand private cars from the convoy in, in, in the Ottawa area right now, as well as in Alberta and other parts of Canada protesting. Um, peacefully protesting, and there's been not one criminal act reported, not one act of violence on part of the truckers, not one. And yet GoFundMe can say, oh, well, it's a criminal organization. That's absolute lying. That's BS. And I urge the people, um, um, the, the, the convoy, the, the, freedom, the freedom fighters in, in Canada to sue GoFundMe and drive them out of business. They're a terrible company. And uh, what they did last summer, and I was mentioning this before, I know firsthand what happened in Seattle um, in the summer of 2020 because I was there in the area. And what they did is that GoFundMe helped fund Black Lives Matter and Antifa. In that Chaz area, there were about 8,000 people living, more or less. And during that time, there were over 4,000 documented felony reports of people getting murdered, robbed, raped, sexually assaulted, you name it, a whole litany of different felonies. And But that was okay to GoFundMe. Hey, that wasn't. No problem. We have no problem funding murders, rapes, robberies, that kind of activity. But when somebody wants to, wants freedom in Canada, they have to shut that off. And that's wrong and that's illegal as well. I'd like to go ahead and um, play the segment now. Uh, it's from a California attorney on how you can file a, a complaint against uh, GoFundMe. Even if you don't live in California, you can still use these forms. You can file a complaint with uh, with local authorities as well. So if we could play play this segment as well and then we'll come back in about 24 minutes gofundme has provided an update on the freedom truckers turns out they're going to be stealing nine million dollars that was supposed to go to their cause we're going to take a look at the statement from gofundme and dissect it a bit but we're also going to learn how to file a complaint against gofundme in the state of california i'm going to break that down in greater detail Please feel free to use the time codes down below to jump ahead if you want to just go ahead and learn how to file that complaint because we do have a little bit of deep dive to do right now. We're going to start by looking at the statement that came out from GoFundMe. They, of course, were available for some period of time to gather funds that they were able to sort of hang on to in suspension. But today they posted this on February 4th. GoFundMe supports peaceful protests, and we believe That was the intention of the Freedom Convoy when it was first created. When they first came to GoFundMe, it was a good cause. Now it's not, though. They say, we now have evidence from law enforcement that the previously peaceful demonstration has become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity. And, of course, we've spent a lot of time on this channel in two prior shows. You can find those up here. And we talked all about this, have spent time covering people who have been on the streets, haven't seen any of that nonsense. But GoFundMe just decided that's the case. They continue. They say, to ensure GoFundMe remains a trusted platform, we work with local authorities to ensure we've got a detailed and factual understanding of events taking place on the ground. Following a review of relevant in facts and multiple discussions with law enforcement and city officials this fundraiser is now in violations of our term of service we're going to read that a little bit more closely and has been removed from the platform 
Organizers provided a clear distribution plan for the initial $1 million that was released earlier this week, confirmed those funds would be only used for the peaceful protests that they authorized. Given how this situation has evolved, no further funds will be directly distributed to the Freedom Convoy organizers. We will work with organizers to send all remaining funds to credible and established charities chosen by the Freedom Convoy organizers and verified by GoFundMe. So they now get a say in where these funds go. So it's not really the Freedom Convoy's funds. It's sort of the Freedom Convoy's funds so long as it's in compliance with GoFundMe. Now, anybody who donated through GoFundMe may be entitled to a full refund as long as they get it in there by February 19, 2022. And they give you a dedicated online refund form that looks like this. To request a refund of your donation, please complete this form using the email address you use with your donation. After we receive the request, they're going to be processed and returned within 7 to 10 business days. They give you a deadline of February 19th, so it is coming up quickly, about 15 days. And if you don't get it in, then all of those funds are going to be sent to charities determined by the fundraisers, organizer, and GoFundMe. Learn more here. So if you type your email in there, it's gonna, they're going to refund you within 7 to 10 days. Otherwise, it's going somewhere else. And they say that to ensure that GoFundMe remains a trusted platform, they focus on this term of service, right? Term 8. And so let's dive into this a little bit. Before we take a look at how to actually file a complaint, we got to see how they're actually violating the terms of service or what the best method of attack really is. So many people are saying there's a lot that can be done. But let's take a look now at the terms of service. You can see this is 24 sheets of pages. So it's a lot there. GoFundMe is going to point us to this section, section 8, talking about user content that reflects or promotes behavior that we deem, they say, in our sole discretion to be an abuse of power or in support of hate, violence, harassment, bullying, discrimination, terrorism, intolerance of any kind relating to anything, you know, all of the, the, the usual buckets. Ethnicity, race, national origin, religious affiliation, sex, gender, gender identity, and so on. And they say it's in their sole discretion. Okay, they don't even need to talk to you about it. It's in their terms of service. In our sole discretion, content that promotes this type of behavior can be thrown off. And it is. And so now people are speculating, well, what can be done about this? If they're going to just run away, basically steal nine million dollars yes there's a, a number of people that are going to get this notification and request a refund and they'll get it but how many are not what's going to be the conversion rate of people that get a refund 20 percent? i don't know and so people are asking what can be done should we start a class action lawsuit should people file individual lawsuits what's the best process well let's go back to some of those terms of service because they define and give us some details about where they're going to try to push this case we can see here that under the process, it says any arbitration. So we've got basically, you know, mandatory arbitration clause in there. And they're saying that a party who seeks arbitration has to follow this process, right? Send it over to our legal department here in California, Redwood City. Arbitration has to describe the nature, the basis of the claim, the dispute, all of that stuff. And so they want to bind you into arbitration in order to preclude you from filing a lawsuit. They also talk about, and so when, when the supporters of this convoy, of course, created this, right? They agreed to these terms of service. And so they said, here, no class actions. Okay, You and we agree that each may bring claims to the fullest extent legally permissible 
and not though, but we have to do it in our individual capacity, okay? Not as a plaintiff or a member of any class or representative. So you know, all the truckers, according to this, now right, there, there are ways that you can break this and I'm not a civil lawyer, but this is something that right, they're trying to say, oh, oh, you agreed to this, no class actions. And so there's gonna be an additional roadblock, an additional barrier if one is brought. And so we have to start of, you know, sort of think a little bit differently about this. Is there an entity who is not a party to this agreement who may think that what GoFundMe is doing is very inappropriate? And I can think of one. Let's start by asking ourselves, where is GoFundMe located? Who has jurisdiction over this entire situation? Well, we got to go to California because that's where they're based. Crowdfunding website based out of Redwood City, California in the United States, listed as GoFundMe Inc. And we're going to use this when we fill out our complaint. And so it was launched 11 years ago. Now, in the state of California, there is something called the Attorney General. Happens to be this guy, Rob Bonta. He is the state's top lawyer and law enforcement official. And his job is to protect and serve the people and the interests of California through a broad range of duties, including safeguarding Californians from harm and promoting community safety, preserving their natural resources, helping with illegal business practices and other consumer crimes okay and so the argument here gofundme is engaging in unethical business practices some might even say illegal i'll save that for the end and also engaging in something that is analogous or might even be consumer crimes right like a, a conversion of one person's money for their ul- ulterior purposes and so Many people, I know what you're saying. Rob, it's California. The Attorney General of California, what is this guy going to do? He's from California. He's going to protect all you know the, the, the tech bros out there in Silicon Valley. He's not going to do a thing about it. But I'm not so sure about that. Let's give this guy the benefit of the doubt on this thing. Because there was a story that came out very recently that the same guy is going after the BLM charitable organization over their delinquent and murky finances. And he actually did send a formal delinquency notice about this out to the group, BLM, saying you've got 60 days to file your documents for 2020. Otherwise, you're going to be in big problems here. And so he, he's point of this is that he's looking into charities. He's looking into these types of organizations, donations and fundraising and people gathering monies on behalf of other people like BLM was doing. Where'd the money go? Same question we're asking with GoFundMe. So now that we know who this is, let's take a look at if you wanted to file a complaint, or let's say if I were filing a complaint, not encouraging anybody to do anything. I'm just showing you how it might be done. Of course, you know, this is information that's available all over the place. Go right over to the consumer complaint section at the California website for the attorney general. It's going to show you something that looks like this. Let's go through it. It's a very easy form. You'll notice up here it's three pages, but we'll get through it real quickly. In fact, I actually have a template of this. I filled out most of this for you. It is down in the link below. So you can just download a PDF and you're just going to have to fill in your own information. Of course, if it's applicable to you, I'm not encouraging anybody to do this. I'm just saying if you are looking for this type of information, here it is. So here is what you, you would do, of course, very simple stuff. It's a form like any other form. Fill out your first name, middle name, last mailing address. We are going to talk about sort of priority 
being if, if you are a resident in california that is perfect right if you're a resident in california and you filed a complaint i'm sorry you filed you actually made a donation through gofundme you're like perfect candidate and if you're anybody else at any other states or from canada right i still think you can file a complaint because this is about a business that is in the state of california and you're being arguably harmed by that but certainly if you like reside in california or you have, have a friend or somebody that you know that sort of fits that those criteria that would be great because they're 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 going to be voters right they're, this is going to be rob bonta's voters and so he's going to really look at those i think with a little bit uh a little bit more fervor, let's say. And so, of course, you put the city in there, state, California, zip code, county of residence, country, day, phone number if you want, cell phone, and email. Now, be advised that if you put this stuff in there, okay, they may contact you. This is the government. You're giving them your information. They want to know, do you have any disabilities? What's your age range? Military status? And anything else like, are you active duty military? Right? Pretty simple. We fill out these forms all the time. Not complicated. Again, the link is down in the description below, either for a blank form or for a pre-filled out form. The pre-filled form has this in here. This is stuff that I put in for us. I looked all this up. I'll show you where I got this data at the end of the presentation so you can vet it for yourself. But here it says GoFundMe Inc. is the full name of the company. The address comes from the terms of service verified by Bloomberg. Redwood City, California. We've got 94063 United States. GoFundMe. And then we've got two legal addresses that I was able to find from the uh, from the various terms of service in various locations on their website. So uh, no phone numbers. They make no consumer phone numbers available, no consumer fax numbers available. But if you have a legal problem, they do have a couple emails. And so that's the contact information. Again, all pre-filled out in the form below. Now, there's a good argument that you could actually email these people and, and just email them your complaint, right? And just say, hey, you know, I'm upset about this. Can you rectify this? And maybe GoFundMe would do that. Maybe they would reverse this and they would actually disperse the funds over to the truckers or they would do something you know, more responsible and just automatically refund all the donors you know, automatically rather than sort of converting the funds over for their charities that they want to donate to. But that would be an argument that you could you know, sort of make to them through an email. And then what you would be able to do if you did that or if somebody did that is when you fill out Section 3 of the form – you would be able to use some of that information here. So it's going to be asking us, okay, what was going on? What was the product or the item on the, that was involved? Of course, this is a donation to the Freedom Convoy. So this is a donation through the website. And if you are somebody who did this or, or, you know, or wanted to fill this out, you'd, of course, want to put in the date of the transaction. So go back to your email and see when the donation was made. Pull out the date. See if there's a transaction number. Put that in there. How much was donated? What was the total amount in dispute? So let's say you donated 100. Well, probably want that whole thing donated to the truckers or sent back. So you'd put 100 in both those boxes. And then how did you make that, right? Did you, did you use a credit card or a debit card? Probably going to be one of those two options because it's GoFundMe. You just throw in your debit card, okay? Any contract or a lease? No, there's no contract there. You did agree to some terms of service and stuff, but there was no signed contract or a starting date, expiration date. Um, and, and as I mentioned in the previous section, did you complain to the company, okay? Did you send them an email or, or call them? Well, you couldn't call them. Did you do it in person? Of course not. Could you mail them anything? Probably not. And so if you did, if you, if you did speak to anybody, who was it? What was their phone number? They don't give you anything. And so you could type in here something like, if, you know, if you did this, and I don't think you have to do this, to be honest, because they are telling us what their policy is. You know, there's 
there's nothing to talk about, really. They've already made a decision. And so here you can say, well, what are the results? Well, they decided they're not going to do what I want them to do. They're not going to fund the truckers. They're not going to reimburse all the funds elsewhere. And so it, it asks, well, what result would you think would be fair? And I said delivery of the funds as agreed upon or a return of the funds. Okay, And we're going to get into that more because we're going to have a lot more section to, to fill this out. And so it says, have you contacted another agency about this? No, probably not. Do you have a lawyer? Probably not. Probably not going to need to get one involved in any of this stuff. Has your complaint been heard or is it scheduled to be heard in court? And the answer is probably going to be no on that. And so then we can see a couple quick checkboxes. Let's talk about the transaction itself. When you go on to GoFundMe, how'd you do it? Well, I responded to a website or maybe somebody sent you a link, right? Or, Or somebody said, hey, go here and support it. And so it was either a website you responded to or an email solicitation. So we can check that one off. And you could even say something like invited to support a fundraiser, right? Like somebody else invited me to support a fundraiser because everybody was sharing this stuff. And where did the transaction take place? Happened via computer. If that's what happened to you, right? Could have, uh, I'm not sure if you can donate any other way, but I would imagine you can't. So here we then see important information So let's pause on this. It says, if the complaint falls within the jurisdiction of a local or federal or state agency, they're going to refer you to them, right? So it's possible that based on your complaint or your details or or what state you're from or whatever, they say, oh, we can't help you. You got to go somewhere else. And so they say that we also may share this complaint with other government agencies. So they may actually refer your document elsewhere. It says, please include copies of any supporting documents you have. Like if you've got a receipt from a GoFundMe, might be good to include that in here. And remember, you're going to print all this out and mail it over to the California office. Do not send the originals, though. Keep copies for yourself. This office does not have the authority to give any legal advice, okay? So they can't represent you. They are just fielding the complaint, and they're going to see if they can help. There's also going to be Section 6. Now, big blank section. You know, a lot of the times, these big blank boxes can kind of just people get stopped right here. And so if I were filling a complaint out, this is something that I would have written in there. And this is, of course, down in the PDF file that's linked down below that you can modify and, uh, and, and use if, if you happen to be somebody who wanted to do that, not encouraging anybody to do that. But here uh, I wrote, for, for example, if I were hypothetically filing this, I'd say I made a donation using GoFundMe to support the Freedom Truckers Convoy. I made my donation on this date in the amount of this time. And so when you download this PDF, or or if you were hypothetically, right, you would want to change that to whatever suited you. But I learned on February 4th, which is true like today, that GoFundMe decided to reallocate the funds I donated to another cause. The GoFundMe company statement is available here, and that is the link to their Medium blog post. I wrote, in a statement, in the statement, GoFundMe is indicating they are accepting refund requests until February 19th. After February 19th, GoFundMe is then going to donate the funds to a charity that meets their company's criteria instead of refunding the donors automatically. They're just going to take that money and just do whatever they want with it according to their agreement with the Freedom Convoy. And so why is this harmful? You know, why should the attorney general care about this complaint? What's the problem with you? Well, a couple things. This is harmful to me. Why? Because one, it requires me to take extra steps to obtain a refund and it forces me to act very quickly. I've got to act by the end of their deadline. If I don't, I lose my opportunity to do that. 
Okay, and this may be simple for some people, but not for others. The other problem with this is it forces me to contact my network of friends who I suggested to donate to facilitate their refund process. Okay, so the attorney general will come back and say, well, just go put your email in there, get your money back, and that's all. And you say, yeah, I know that, but uh, we were generating funds for a lot of people. I've got a whole network of individuals out there that I've got to communicate to and spread this message. That's not my job. I am not GoFundMe. And so this is now causing me a lot of stress and anxiety. In addition to the loss of the money, I'm concerned that the people that I wanted to support are not being supported. And I'm also uncomfortable with the reallocation of my funds going to a charity that I do not support. So, in conclusion, I write, I am hopeful your office can resolve the situation to ensure the freedom truckers are funded or the monies are returned. Thank you. And we're always polite anytime we're interacting with these people. It's thank you, thank you, thank you. We go through, we make sure that we affirm that all the information herein is true and accurate and we'll sign a statement if needed. If that is something that you're okay agreeing to, you check that box. You may send this complaint to the party named. By filing this complaint, you're saying, I give the business that I complained about consent to talk about this stuff. And you sign that puppy, date it, and boom, it gets printed out, mailed right over to California. The address is down in the description below. Copy, paste that puppy, print it out, and you're good to go. Now, they do give us some pointers, just so we're clear about this. Collection and use of personal information, page three. The public inquiry unit collects information on this form, and so they're going to hang on to it, right? It's a collection policy. Providing personal information, you actually do not have to provide the personal information requested. How about that? If you do not wish to provide any of that information, though, they can't contact you or help resolve your complaint. So you can actually leave it anonymous. Now, of course, a, a complaint that has a person's name on it, and especially if they happen to live in California, are going to carry a little bit more weight. But it could certainly be anonymous too. It says that according to this document. It says access to your information. You may review these records if you'd like. Possible disclosure of personal information. In order to follow up on your complaint, we may need to share the information with other government agencies. And so we may disclose it with other persons if they've got to do their legal duties, if another agency from the government requires them to do that for law enforcement purposes and those things. So just be advised, okay, you're working with the government on all of this. And if you have questions about any of this, you can contact these people. And all of this is down in the form in the description below couple fine points for the legal scholars out there. We can see here, December 31st was the last revision of the GoFundMe Terms of Service. And so the form that I have created down below is created for GoFundMe in the United States. Okay, this is the United States complaint. And I think that this is applicable for basically everybody in the world because the company that you're complaining about is in California and the attorney general that, that you want at, to take action in this case is in California. This would be the jurisdiction that he would have purview over. But if you wanted to cause a stink in your own state or your own country, rather, if you're a user located outside the United States, like if you're in Canada or if you're in Australia, no, in not in Australia or New Zealand, then you're going to be working with this organization. Okay, this is GoFundMe Ireland. That's going to be the main central hub, but I'm not like 
don't take this complaint and send it to Ireland. This is a California complaint. It goes to California. I'm saying this is for people who have a problem with GoFundMe in another country and they want to complain about GoFundMe to GoFundMe. There's a different location for that, right? It's a global company. And so if you're, if you're interested in any of that other sort of legal stuff, this is the section of the terms of service that you'd want to dive into more information that verifies where this comes from. So of course you get a lot of the, the uh, actual business information here. A lot of this verified by Bloomberg, same address here. See the chairman and the other executive team. And if you're concerned or just curious about where some uh, percent potential issues may arise under California law, you easily can just refer over to business and professions code, right? The BPC, we've got a section here, says a section 17200 as used in this chapter unfair competition shall mean and include any unlawful unfair fraudulent business act or practice and unfair of the law right and so you can see this type of language exists in california law this might be a good jumping off point for anybody who you know is interested in sort of diving deeper into this and so the big question of course is as a quick recap if people are filing forms or considering it or sharing this video or whatever happens california residents right are going to be the sort of the high priority uh, individuals because they live there and you know they're voters and so the attorney general is going to appreciate that then u.s citizens canada everybody else right you don't even have to say where you live you can easily just file an anonymous complaint. The form even says you can do it. And of course, bigger donors, right? People that have higher dollar values are going to raise a little bit more eyeballs. Somebody that's attaching a receipt for $100,000, for example, or a $20,000 receipt, right? That's going to get a little bit more attention than somebody who is submitting a receipt for $25. And so you can consider that. Also, people with big audiences, okay? Remember, one of the points about one of the harms might be that you've got some work to do to untangle this. You recommend that everybody make donations. And now, because of what GoFundMe has done in making this decision and stealing this money, in my opinion, they are causing you to have to sort of put everything back in the box. And that's a very difficult task. And so this is the process, simple form, three pages very easy available down in the description below right next to the subscribe button it is a good way to sort of voice your opinion out there their attorney generals are part of our state governments and they feel these types of complaints when businesses do unethical things when your gym won't let you cancel your gym membership and they do stuff that is just sort of unethical it's a good idea to just let the attorney general know, and maybe they'll take some action on this. This is the process for California for GoFundMe. Hope you found that helpful. Would appreciate it if you liked this video before you got out of here and certainly shared it with somebody who might find it interesting, just like I find it interesting, and maybe do something with it. I look forward to hearing about your feedback on this video. Please let me know if you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns down in the comments below, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks, Don, so much for, for playing that. We only have a couple minutes left. Don, if we could bring up that uh, GoFundMe background, I want to show people the board of directors, the kind of people who don't believe in freedom of speech, who want people to live in a, in a police state in Canada. I want everyone to know these people because they are affecting our lives. Um, the chair of the, of the board of directors of GoFundMe is a guy named Tim uh, uh, C-A-D-O-G-A-M, uh, G-A-N, they're... Um, Juan uh, ben, uh, Benitez is the second person. Um, 
third is Masa Tarig. Um, another one is, um, let me see here, Stephanie Cunningham. Um, Kim Wilford is their legal counsel, so Kim Wilford must have authorized them illegally holding this $10 million. You kind of wonder, well, these board of directors, if there's like $10 million, will they split it among themselves? If there's 10 people, will they each get a million dollars off off this scam? Um, and um, I think what they've done is, is consumer crime, and they should all be prosecuted, and GoFundMe should be taken out of business, frankly. Um, I was going to show you their, their faces and everything, but um, you can look it up on their website at GoFundMe.com. But, you know, the people, the people of the world deserve a better treatment than GoFundMe. They, can't, they should not be allowed to just get away with this. Other people on the board, Morgan Wood, uh, Paul uh, uh, Chaduk, um, there's a whole bunch of them there, and I urge people to to look at that. I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported station, and I really appreciate all your all your wonderful support. I know if we all work together, my friends, we will create a much better and happier world. I'm looking at the situation with GoFundMe. We put pressure on them worldwide. They should be they they should release they should release the money immediately right now because what they're doing is criminal. But I should my, I looked at the timelines. We should be successful in about two weeks. Of a lot of pressure on them, and GoFundMe as a business will be out of business within two months because they rely on the support of the people of this planet. Because their stated goal is to help people achieve their dreams by using GoFundMe as a, as a social, as a raising, as a, a as a platform to raise money for good causes. But they, you know, stealing ten million dollars is totally unacceptable and criminal, in my opinion. Because what if they give it the money to BLM or Antifa, and BLM Antifa goes out and rapes and murders people like they did in Seattle two years ago? Is that right? I don't think so. But um, anyway, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful and happy day. I'll be broadcasting. This Monday, day after tomorrow in Vienna, Austria, 12, starting at 12 noon Pacific time. And I hope you can all listen. Thank you again for all your beautiful support. And, um, and I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye and have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. <laughs>